people go to their primary care physician, they'll come up with an autoimmune condition or they'll have chronic kidney disease. Everything from, you know, like terminal cancers, people, you know, giving, you know, weeks to live, you know, been diagnosed with some things that, you know, doctors at the time said that were unhealable. And I said, you know what, I'm going to prove you wrong, which is massive, 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 massive. But I did. I proved the doctors wrong and I healed myself from some things that doctors now say, you know, just treatable with medication. And I completely healed it and just do it. Make yourself uncomfortable. I'm Dario. I'm Elena, and this is our podcast, Step Into Success. Where we give you an inside look at how people are currently creating success in their respective fields. Our mission is to bring you into the trenches for an inside view, and hopefully give some inspiration and knowledge as you work towards success in your own way. Today, our guest is one of my dear friends, Josh Ferris. Um, his business is Ferris Coaching. So Josh is really an expert in holistic healing, social media. I'm going to really let him introduce himself and get into it. But Josh, we just want to you know, thank you a lot for, for being on, step into success, and looking forward to the conversation, man. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. I'm honored to be here, and uh, I think it's going to be a wonderful show. We're going to rock this thing and hopefully get some good information out there. Yeah, for sure. So, Josh, just just start off by just telling us, you know, who you are, what you do, and, uh, you know, we'll just get started right there. Perfect. Well, my name is Josh Ferris. Um, I've got a, uh, a, a, a consulting company um, called uh, Ferris Coaching right now. I've, I've built my, uh, um, I guess you would say I've built my uh, company uh, from social media, from a social media following. And, and basically kind of what we do, there's a lot of, you know, it's kind of a, we do kind of a lot of things right now, wear a lot of hats. But the main thing that we do is um, we help people, you know, take the power into their own hands and start to, you know, use holistic natural ways to actually improve and sometimes even heal the body in, you know, holistic natural ways. And we just kind of bring that power back to people, you know, it's kind of old, some things that, you know, have, uh, been forgotten, but that's that's kind of generally in a nutshell with some herbalist and some nutrition and some stuff all in there. We just kind of throw it in a pot and you know do some consulting, and that's kind of kind of in a nutshell what we do. Man, that's 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 awesome. Um, you know it's it's really interesting. Like, love your videos. Um, everybody, you know, we're gonna drop links in so people can go check it out. But can you just tell us, like, tell the audience, how did you get started um, down this journey? Like where did the where did the inspiration come from? You know that is a very interesting question, um, and it, there is a little bit of backstory actually behind that question. And really, where I got started was you know back as a as a as a child, like I've always had a passion for health, and I did not really realize it until. Um, you know, into my, you know, a, you know, uh, middle to, you know, late twenties, I didn't realize, you know, the passion that I had and looking back on my childhood as like a 12, 13, 14 year old, you know, young male in, 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 in elementary school and in, in middle school and high school, I was always very interested in health. And, um, you know, about 10 years ago, I think it was, it's going on about 10 years now. 
I became really ill. I, 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 myself, I uh, became really ill. I had, um, I'd actually um, been diagnosed with some things that, you know, doctors at the time said that were unhealable and just being a little, the hard headed and the rebel that I always have been, I said, you know what, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I didn't do that, you know, initially to, because I believed it, because I didn't, I did not believe in the, you know, natural healing. I didn't believe in any of that kind of thing. But, you know, just as a hard hit, I was like, you know what, I'm going to prove you wrong. So that's what I did. I set out to prove the doctors wrong. And it took a while. Um, and it took me a couple of years to do it. But I did. I proved the doctors wrong. And I healed myself from some things that doctors now say. And even then, you know, that that, that were, you know, just treatable with medication. And I completely healed it and, you know, um, it, you know, did that. And that's that's really where I got started. And then I realized on the way that other people need this like i realize you know that this is a thing that you know if i can do other people can do as well and you know here in the west and in the united states we're you know sicker now and fatter and you know just in worse condition than you know any time in history so you know i just felt really inspired because it's always been something that i have had a passion for so i figured you know hey i healed myself you know why can't i not you know kind of pass that on so that's kind of where the inspiration you know came from was you know kind of going on my own healing journey where a lot of healers and a lot of practitioners go, you know, is down that road. I've noticed, you know, a lot of people go on that same journey. So that's kind of where we started. That's really cool to hear. So being that that's kind of where you started, it was very personal, um, personal journey for you. What do you see yourself like accomplishing as your business continues to grow? What do you want other people, you know, the clients that you serve, what do you hope to accomplish with them? That is a really good question. You know, what I would really like to see is I want to see more people have that, get their power structure back. I would like to see more people be able to get their power back and be able to take care of themselves because, you know, going forward, you know, with my business, I want to see people be be empowered. That's what I really like. I like to see people that have their own personal power to be able to take their healing into their own hands and just to be able to, in general, think for themselves and, you know, be able to be independent and not necessarily dependent upon a system or, you know, whatever. This is not a, you know, a, a dig against the system or, you know, the government or, you know, doctors or anything like that. But I do think that there's a place for people to be able to do that. And that's what I want to do. That's, that's really my mission, kind of my journey. And, uh, you know, kind of the thing that we're on right now is to, you know, kind of teach people how to, uh, you know, take their healing and take their power back into their own hands. Yeah, that's great. That's amazing. And so it's kind of interesting because you have a really big presence on TikTok and social media. And so you're literally like in people's hands, <laughs> teaching them how to take their power back into their own hands. So can you yeah. talk a little bit more about like, how you use social media to, to get started and to get your, you know, your information out there and to really help start helping people. Yeah. The, um, that's a, that's a, that, that's a very interesting topic in itself, the social media and kind of how that, that this whole thing really got started. And, um, you know, I guess that really started about, you know, uh, almost a little over a year ago now that I've been doing the social media thing. And it's a, it's a really interesting thing on social media. It's a double-edged sword because if you use it, you know, it can you can get lost in the social media if you're not careful, you know, but at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because, you know, things like TikTok have come along and they have, you know, given the power for somebody like me 
that did not necessarily have that big of a reach, you know, when I first started out, they gave me a bigger area to, you know, get my message out. And that's what I really like about social media. But you got to be, you know, I've noticed you've got to be really careful with social media at the same time, just because it is a double-edged sword. So you can get lost in it. But at the same time, we're living in an age now that we have this incredible power and social media is so incredibly powerful and I love it. And at the same time, you just got to respect it just because, you know, you can, you can get carried away with it, but I love my social media. You know, I I really wouldn't be where I am today without it. So it's a very interesting um, power that we have, you know, and I really do enjoy it. It, it, It's, you know, something that I really enjoy and something that um, I have, you know, it, it took me a while to build up, but it's definitely a good thing and something that I really enjoy doing now. Can you speak a little bit more to that journey for you of how you started building up? Was it just like consistent posting, you know, getting content out there? Was there any specific strategy you used or just kind of like, hey, just give it a go and see what happens? And it just blew up on its own. Like, tell us more about that. Sure. So I'll be honest with you. So like I am a I'm a researcher guy. And that's kind of why the whole thing that, you know, this whole thing came to be is because I started doing my own research. But when I started this, you know, I always wanted to, you know, speak in front of people. And, you know, I, I, I saw really early on that, you know, social media was a really easy way to be able to speak in front of a lot of people. So I started researching. And it started out really slow. And I'll be honest with you, I tried everything in the book, every strategy in the book, every strategy from, you know, A to Z, just to see what would work. And what I found that worked for me and my message and what I was, you know, what I've been promoting is, is almost be very polarizing into almost a sense that you almost just kind of like everybody else, like you, you, you. What worked for me is kind of like almost making things that I did not necessarily agree with kind of the bad guy. Not necessarily that I that I really felt it that way, but I, I tried to spin it in a way that it was very polarizing. And this is the only way. And this is the, you know, this is, you know, how you do this. And this is, you know, you know, however, you know, want to, you know, you want to spin that message, but it was, you know, I tried to be very polarizing and I noticed that seemed to be the thing that helped me grow the fastest. When I first started, my thing was just growth. And, you know, I would talk about when I first started my social media thing, I would talk about anything, you know, if anything that would get views and anything that would, you know, the things that weren't even in my, my wheelhouse, you know, I would talk about those things. And that's really, you know, speaking on those things, really kind of got the ball rolling. And as I saw kind of what worked for me, I just really put my foot on the gas and just really tried to be as polarizing as possible. And that worked really well, you know, to get me to where, you know, um, to get me to where I am now. Now, I, I don't quite do that as much now just because, you know, it's just a, it's kind of a, it's also a double-edged sword kind of thing, a fine line to, you know, to walk, but I don't do that so much now, now that I have my following and I have my people, I still get growth, but I, I'm not so polarizing because at the same time, you know, you, you, when you're very polarizing, it's almost kind of like you build your audience, but you're also at the same time, it's almost like you're kind of a bad guy to the other crowd. It's kind of like, I, you know, I can't stand that guy. You know, he, you know, I can't stand what he says, you know, his stuff is, 
you know, too much for me. And to be honest with you, I don't, I've backed off of that because I don't want to necessarily be polarizing to that other crowd. I think that everybody has a message and everybody has something that somebody can learn from. And I want everybody to be able to, you know, learn from what I'm trying to say. So I'm not quite as polarizing as, you know, I was when I first started or whatever. So So did you experience some of that pushback in the beginning where you were being polarizing? Like, were you seeing comments, you know, flooding in or, you know, just kind of like any lashing back? from the other side of people, you know, on the other side of the aisle? I'll be honest, the uh, the social media thing, it's a thing that you better, if you're going to do it and you're going to be out there, you better have tough skin because there yeah. is always this other side of it that there's somebody on there that's going to be the big bad guy that's going to tell you that you were wrong. And that is a thing at first that I kind of struggled with because I kind of took it personally, you know, that, you know, you know, the backlash, you know, that because I was very polarizing on what I said in the backlash. So I took it personal. But, you know, over time, I kind of developed the, the, the tough skin of the because of the people, because it has to be honest with you, I've been doing it for a little over a year now. And I get probably just as much hate and as much, you know, just people, you know, talking trash now as I as I did then. So it's uh it's something that doesn't stop, but it definitely is there because if you're out there making your opinion known, there's always gonna be that other side telling you that either that you're wrong or that, you know, something. Just some there's always the hecklers out there. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Tough skin. All right. Yeah, that's good tip. Everybody looking to grow social media. <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I think that's a really cool perspective, like being polarizing to grow the audience and then to get your message out there. I mean, I appreciate the authenticity of, you know, telling us about that. I, I bet there's a lot of people in the audience that are going to that are going to be listening to this and hearing this that are either trying to grow their own social media following or they have a, a brand they want to build and they do it, want to use social media to do that. How did you just overcome those fears of putting yourself out there i mean what or did you even have a fear of that i know you said when you got started you got a lot of backlash but even before you got started like how did you just how did you jump into the fire so to speak now that is a really good question that is a question that even still to this day after hundreds of videos after interviews after talking to you know very high level clients you know, people that, you know, make a lot of money, people that, you know, have a lot of, you know, clout in certain areas. I still, to this day, still get a little bit nervous when it comes down to, you know, putting myself out there. And I don't know that that is a thing that you ever get over, to be honest with you. I really don't. But I do think it's kind of like, it's kind of like anything else. Um, the more you practice it, the better that you get at it. And the easier it is to, you know, make those videos. And especially up front when you don't have a lot of experience and you want people to like you. You know, that's the thing. When you first start out in social media, you want everybody to like you. You, you want the... <laughs> You want the vegans to like you. You want the meat eaters to like you. You want the spiritual people, the, you know, the Christians, you want everybody to like you. And, you know, that's just not, that's just simply something that is not going to happen. And especially being polarizing at first, that, to be honest with you, that was one of the hardest things that I experienced in my growth was, you know, to, I guess you would say to, to be able to put myself out there and to be polarizing on something where I knew that I was about to piss some people off for sure, you know, what I was going to say. So, you know, that was a very hard thing to overcome. 
but it's almost kind of like one of those things. Once you do it a couple of times, it gets easier and it does get easier and it gets easier. It never goes away because I still have those things, you know, today when I put a video out, you know, but it does get better with a little bit of time. It's just kind of a repetition type thing that kind of made it easier for me personally. But I know everybody's a little bit different when it comes down to that kind of stuff too. Some people are a little bit, you know, better at public speaking and like to be in front of people. I'm kind of not I know it kind of sounds strange, you know, having a social media presence, you know, I'm kind of like a, a shy guy a little bit, you know, so when it comes down to that stuff, so, you know, it was definitely difficult at first, but any, I think any, if I can do it, my advice to anybody that were would be starting a social media channel or starting their own brand would be just do it, make yourself uncomfortable. It's kind of like sales, you know. Um, once you get a few under your belt, it just gets easier to kind of, you know, go and talk to those people. So just, just do it a couple of times and it'll, you know, kind of, it'll, it'll get there for you for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a really, you know, good point. I think I, uh, I do see the, the social media that you, that you do does, does come across as, you know, almost like you said, like sales, right? You got to develop that thick skin. You got to deal with the people rejecting you and, being negative at first to eventually get through to the ultimate goal. Let me, let me ask you this real quick. Just, you know, if where you are right now, if you're, if your current self could go back a year and a half and talk to your, you know, past self, what, what advice knowing what you know now and knowing where you're at now, is there anything that you would change anything that you could have done differently to have, you know, made, you know, your, your social media uh, growth, you know, quicker or, or anything what is something that you've learned that you that you wish you could you know have known before you got into it man that is also a really good question um that is something that i think about pretty regular and i feel like you know sometimes like i feel like i can not that i could write a book because by no means do i feel like i have this thing figured out but i do have some experience you know when it comes down to these things and i feel like if i could say something to my you know self like a year year and a half ago you know, what advice would I give myself to be able to do this thing maybe a little bit faster, maybe a little bit better? And the thing that I would say would be, be authentic. That's the thing is do not sell out. Talking about something, one that you may not have experience with, something that you don't find interest in, and, you know, don't do things that just make you go quote unquote viral. Talk about things that one interest you the most and just stick with it and stay with that until, you know, you literally, you know, that to me seems like the thing that builds the best and the most growth is, okay. is, is being authentic and talking about what makes you tick because, you know, this is kind of a, this is kind of a strange thing, but, you know, when you get into quantum physics and when you get into the um, physics of everything and how like, you know, kind of opposites attract and light attracts to light. When you do those things and when you are yourself, you're going to attract the people that are most like you and the people that you're going to resonate with and the people that you're going to make the most impact on because they are like you. And that's one thing that I wish I would have done differently and I had known from the get-go is that's the one piece of advice I think I would have given myself would be just be authentic and talk about things that you like. Don't talk about things that, you know, are going viral and all these hooks and Taylor Swift songs and all the things, you know, that, you know, that, you know, how social media goes and how, you know, starting all that stuff, you know, don't do that stuff. Talk about things that you like and just stick with it and just, you know, your, your audience, you will eventually build your audience. 
experience that way. And it'll come faster, actually, if you do that. Well, how about let's start with um, I've seen like a lot of your content on TikTok. You, you okay. cover just a wide range of, of topics, <laughs> which is really cool. Um, so I want to get into some of those. Um, but maybe let's just talk about to start. What are you kind of seeing in your industry right now? Like, are there things that people currently are really struggling with in aggregate or is it just, you know, is there anything that's trending, I guess, in, in the holistic health field or with your clients? That is, that's a really good question. So right now, you know, I, I kind of give you a little background on my journey so you guys can kind of, and the listeners can kind of understand a little bit kind of, you know, where we are, you know. Um, you know, I'm about a year into this journey as a business. You know, I, I come from a background of, you know, of kind of like a blue collar style um, 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 background, you know, hard work, you know, go to work, work a 40 hour work week, you know, kind of thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. I believe that's a, extremely important and pe- that that's it, it should be like that. But, you know, I come from a background this uh something completely different you know this the internet thing and working for yourself is just kind of a little bit you know different for me so this is i'm about a year into this process and it's definitely a learning curve there's a lot to learn especially because as a you know i guess as you would say like a a content creator or a you know influencer you know whatever you would you know consider my business the 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 field is different for everybody you know some people do brand deals you know where they make their money on brands some people you know do consultations like me and that's kind of where i find myself and my clients right now is i'm doing a lot of consultations with helping people heal you know things that they were told that they could you know a lot of times what happens is um People go to like, let's say they'll go to their primary care physician or whatever, and they'll come up with an autoimmune condition or they'll have what we, you know, uh, chronic kidney disease or whatever, you know, condition it is. And they go to the doctor and then the doctor puts them on medications and they all, you know, go on this gamut of, you know, trying this and trying that. And, you know, sometimes they get better, sometimes they get worse. And eventually they get tired of kind of dealing with that thing kind of day in and day out. And that's where I kind of come in. And that's where, you know, people typically come to me is that's where I put my information on social media is, is, you know, try to give people the, you know, the, the ability that they do have the power to heal. And that's where I've kind of found myself with, you know, my business in the, you know, the last year is, you know, helping people, you know, doing consultations and doing coaching programs and things like that to help people kind of heal, you know, holistically and naturally, um, whether that be from a diet program, whether that be from, uh, you know, I've written a couple of programs that have helped people, you know, with like kidney disease and like, you know, gut trouble and, you know, things like that. And, you know, that's, that's, you know, kind of where things have evolved and with my business this year. And I've kind of noticed, you know, with the business that you always start, you know, you kind of start with one direction and then you kind of get in it, get your feet wet. You're like, Hey, okay. All right. I kind of started here, but you know what? I'm kind of going over here because I see there's a need over here. I'm kind of liking this a little bit better. I see this, there's a little bit of a niche here. People are kind of, you know, we're kind of feeling each other, you know, things are going really smooth this way and you kind of shift a little bit. And that's kind of obviously what has happened with my business is I started out with, you know, health consultations and helping people with that. And then I kind of moved into the herbal side, still helping people with consultations and stuff like that. But then kind of jumped into the herbal side. And then now I'm kind of 
something that I have noticed within the last year is you asked about a trend. And it's very interesting you asked that question. And what I have noticed is with everybody that I have talked to, I've done a lot of consultations over the last year. This last summer, I did, you know, eight to 10 consultations every single day, Monday through Friday. Wow. You, you can see how quickly, you know, that that yeah. adds up, you know, over, over time, that number adds up. So I've got a pretty good number out of, you know, 500 or, you know, less people that I talked to. I've got a kind of what I saw was a pretty good, you know, view of like kind of what's trending with people in the, you know, in this world. And one thing that I noticed is, is people tend to have trouble with their gut health. Gut health tends to be a problem that most people struggle with, even if they don't know that they actually, you know, have those issues. They struggle with gut health. And I've dealt with people with, you know, everything from, you know, like terminal cancers, people, you know, giving, you know, weeks to live, you know, people that had autoimmune conditions, people who dealt with kidney disease, you name it. I have talked to somebody with it. And with all that, every one of them, and this is what I have kind of, you know, what I have gathered. Once you start doing the testing and you start looking at labs and you start, you know, looking, you know, talking to the doctors with these people, you, there is a trend here that literally every single disease, and this is 10 out of 10 people that have a named disease. It don't matter what it is. You can name it and you this this applies to it. People, that, that disease is tied to bad gut health every single wow. time. Some kind of disturbance, not, and it's different for everybody, but that is a trend that I have noticed over the last years after talking to hundreds of clients of mine is that people that have diseases, it always stems from their gut health. It's poor gut health, you know, typically goes into that. So you asked about, you know, kind of some trends and some things that I have seen with my clients over the last year. That's one of the things that I have really noticed that has been something that um, is kind of hitting home to me because honestly, it's weird that I noticed that because that's honestly where I started myself on this journey 10 years ago was bad gut health. And that's where okay. I started. So it's very interesting, you know, it's kind of come full circle now that I'm kind of wanting to go back in that direction, kind of where I, you know, cut my teeth in this, you know, kind of 10 years ago or whatever. So, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's interesting. And, and it must be, if you say it 10 out of 10 and then name the disease and it applies, that, that must be the biggest trend in the, you know, health world right now, or especially when it comes to like the holistic healing and what, what you and, and, and people that do the type of work you do are are seeing out there, right? I mean, that's that's got to be the top trend. Yep, absolutely. It's definitely a trend, and it's definitely something that I have noticed. And I didn't intentionally set out to do that. As I look back on this, as I look back on the, you know, how we have, um, you know, as I look back on the last year, kind of like a year-end review, and I look back and, you know, because I'm always wanting to evolve my business, like, how can I help people better? What is the one thing that I can do to make a bigger impact on everybody? Because here's the thing, consultations in my business, you know, you you, you can only do so many consultations in a daily, you know, you can only fit so many in before, you know, you run out of energy or daylight or, you know, time and energy or whatever. So I was thinking, what can I do to help the most people? And I thought, hey. People are having the biggest issue with their gut health. So it kind of made me kind of twist around and, you know, think about how can I help in, impact people that way. So, yeah, that's kind of where, you know, kind of the trend is going on my side. Anyway, what I'm seeing and kind of the direction I want to head for the future, actually. 
Hey, so with with gut health problems with gut health being mm. the biggest trend and being such a problem, in your opinion, is that a direct correlation with modern foods and modern diets, especially here in the United States? That is a very good question. Very good question. And that is, you know, there's a couple of factors that play into that. And that is probably, I would say, there, you know, there, there's a one-two punch right now. And that is probably either going to be one or number two, depending on what, you know, you kind of look at. But then there's, there's really three to four main things. And the food industry is going to be, you know, that issue. And that, in, in like what you say, the modern food is going to be, the thing that is going to cause, you know, the biggest, you know, issue that I see with gut health. There are some other things like stress. Stress is big. I mean, you guys wow, know right. that, you know, everybody is stressed, you know, nowadays, you know, with the economy, the weird stuff, everything going on, whether it be geopolitical news or whatever it is, you know, we're stressed, you know, whether it be, you know, the, you know, a pandemic going around or, you know, whatever it is, there's stress of some sort, you know, whether it be your job or kids or family or what have you, you know, stress is one of the major players in gut health as well. You know, you mentioned that, you know, food. The next thing that, you know, that we see with that is um, is going to, which is massive, 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 um, is the, um, the, the way that we are, you know, the things that we're doing to our food now, not only, you know, the, the things that we're eating, but it's the things that we are doing, the agricultural practices that are absolutely destroying our food and, you know, I, I want this, I, I want, you know, this podcast, you know, to, as a guest here, I want to spark, you know, some, I want to plant some seeds in you, in, in people's mind that listen sure. to this. And I want to plant a seed in everybody's mind here. Now, anybody that listens to this for the, in the future, I want you to um, understand that there is a chemical and it's called glyphosate. And this chemical called glyphosate is in the, it's the active ingredient in whatever everybody's heard of this uh you know everybody's heard of this uh the the weed killer roundup everybody knows what that is you know you spray right. it on the weeds on the you know parking lot whatever kills the weeds whatever all right so you know no big deal you know if you do that but here's the problem this chemical is absolutely destroying gut health because here's what it does is that chemical has been used by these agricultural giants at this point to spray on our food to one, to, you know, keep the fields clean and to, you know, destroy weeds and things like that. These right. companies have engineered certain seeds to withstand this chemical. So you can spray it on it pretty good, you know, before, you know, it, it will, you know, actually kill the plant. Right. So with that being said, what happens is this right here. That chemical is being sprayed on everything that we eat now. And when we eat these things, that chemical is being sprayed on that so many times, the residue hangs around. It has a half-life of a really long time. So everything wow. that we're eating, especially wheat products, wheat products, I know you guys know people that are, you know, have to be gluten-free now. It's wow. a, you know, that's a... That's a, you know, I'm, I'm sure you guys both can either, sure. you know, attest to that or know somebody who's gluten-free, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. So with that being said, this chemical glyphosate is, you know, one of the big things, you know, I don't mean to, you know, kind of steal that away, but I kind of wanted to plant this seed, you know, in case we didn't get back around to that so that people can kind of go look into this, kind of arm themselves with the knowledge that, hey, maybe, you know, 
stay away from the things that are sprayed with this poisonous chemical because it destroys your gut health. It destroys your gut microbiome. It creates leaky gut. It creates, you know, autoimmune condition issues. It creates so many different things that you don't even associate with it. It's just kind of a trickle down effect. And eventually, you know, eventually it causes issues in the body if you deal with it long enough. So I didn't mean to kind of steal the, kind of steal the question there, but I was just kind of no. to plant that seed there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but that's, that's one of the most interesting things I've yeah. heard since doing this show. Right. Yeah. And, and honestly, like that is, I'm glad you said that because hopefully that, that helps somebody in the audience. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, it helps me. I, I just learned something totally new. Yeah, um, exactly. yeah, that's, that is interesting. So, I mean, with when you got these chemicals going into the food, and then you have like, you know, fast food rampant, and the cost of groceries going up. And I know we're kind of getting down like a whole different trail here, but I'm just you know curious. Like, what are some what are some things people can do? Like, what are some things your your just you know average you know college student that's busy, or your average guy that's working a nine to five, and you know making a moderate amount of money and can't go out and buy like the best organic everything all the time. Like what can people like that do to help mitigate their risk a little bit? That is a fantastic question. I like to pride myself into being somebody that gives people options because like you say, not everybody can necessarily always afford to eat, you know, organic and non-GMO all the time because unfortunately those things are more expensive and, you know, having to stretch your dollar further nowadays, it's, it, it, it can be a little bit more difficult. So if, if, an, if I were going to say, Hey, average Joe, you know, this, you know, this got, you know, a few dollars to spend, you're in college, you know, you want to eat healthier. What can, what can you do to kind of mitigate your things, you know, and try to, um, you know, take care of your gut as much as possible and kind of, you know, avoid some of these pesticides and herbicides and, you know, fungicides that are sprayed on our food. What I would suggest would be, and this would be, this is easy. This is the cool thing is this. I love free. I love giving information for free that it doesn't cost right. you anything. I love that stuff. I love free stuff, man. And because I mean, it's just, there's, we have options. And the, the biggest thing that I would suggest for everybody that wanted to, you know, do something for their gut health is if you're going to eat grains and i'm not a huge grain guy i'm not a huge grain fan just because there's some other things besides the you know this a whole different rabbit trail of you know the the phytic and lectins and the acids and stuff in the grains but if you're going to eat grains like wheat and rye and barley and those type things if you're going to eat those in corn what i would suggest that you do is if you're going to eat that type stuff, which those are the things, you know, for the college people, that's the thing that they eat the most of, you know, because it's cheap, you know, yeah. exactly. I mean, the, so, schools, the schools put that at the bottom of the food pyramid. I mean, that's how you need sales to them, yeah. you know, I mean. That is, that's exactly right. You're kind of on to like why, kind of on a rabbit trail here, you know, on why there, so many people have issues now is because of the, the, the food pyramid. It's just kind of, it's almost backwards nowadays, but you know, those things, you know, grades are cheap, you know, so if I were going to suggest what somebody would do is I would suggest to start. It's not necessarily what you put in. You don't have to buy a bunch of organic supplements and food and stuff like that. Just take some stuff out. Things like wheat. Take, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to eat that stuff, you this is one of those areas that I would either recommend that you either buy organic, non-GMO 
you know, products when it comes to grains or don't eat them at all because it's actually worse for you and will be worse for you in the long run if you eat these things and buy the cheap version. So I would rather you just kind of, you know, buy more, put that money towards, you know, some organic meat or some, you know, meat products or some, you know, something that is, you know, ideally, you know, less processed as, as much as possible or whatever. But, you know, that would be the thing that I would say would be the easiest thing to start with is, you know, watch what you're putting in and just don't necessarily add to the fire. You know, that doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost anything, you know, extra to, you know, kind of go grain free, you know, necessarily. So it's kind of something that anybody can, you know, practice and should practice in my opinion. All right. So we kind of talked about, you know, people can start eliminating stuff from their diets and really just being conscious about the the purchasing choices they're making at the grocery store. Couple of the other things I noticed on um, when I was, you know, just checking out your content on TikTok, something you mentioned was grounding. Um, that's kind of another one of those things that is accessible to everybody. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how that helps our health overall? One hundred percent, and that's that's kind of what, what you know when I said it just a little bit ago. You know, I like the free things. That was one of the things that I actually had in mind that that you know everybody typically has access to some sort of ground and and for the people that are not really sure what grounding is grounding is simply you connecting back to the earth's surface and basically what that does is you know that requires you to either put your 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 bare hands bare skin of some sort typically feet you know that's what most people do you know put their feet on the you know the surface of the earth whether that be um uh grass uh, mud, dirt, sand, um, you know, gravel, um, you know, things like that. Wood, anything, you know, things that aren't conductive, you know, wouldn't work like wood or plastic. But, you know, typically anything else, you know, that is connected to the earth, you know, it's connecting your body back to the earth. And grounding is actually probably one of the most important things that you can actually do for your health because, in the in, in the in the day-to-day life that we live in, you know, we talk about gut health. We talk about, you know, the the different stresses and things that we mentioned earlier. All of those things create inflammation in the cells of our body. We got like a hundred, depending on who you listen to, but somewhere about a hundred to 150 trillion cells in the body. That's a lot of cells. And oh. each yeah, each one of those cells can take on some inflammation and you know our diet you know the the wi-fi the um 5g towers the um cell phone radiation the bad foods the you know just everything that we are experiencing now that creates stress on our cells creates inflammation and when we get our body um and connect it back to the earth our body basically without going into a kind of nutty science on it is basically what happens is our body becomes electrically balanced again because we get positively charged when we, you know, because what happens is, is, you know, our rubber soled shoes disconnect us from the earth. Back a hundred years ago, we would be connected to the earth with, you know, um, moccasins or leather or wood or something that was conductive. So we would be typically connected to the earth. Well, nowadays we've got, you know, rubber soled shoes and those are non-conductive. So we are insulated all day long. And then we get all this food and radiation and, you know, different, you know, things that creates inflammation in the body. So therefore our body is too positively charged. What happens is, is your cells, you know, create a lot of stuff and create inflammation. And what you can do to mitigate that, and it's free 
everybody can do it. The coolest thing is anybody can do that as long as you can find some free ground and get some ground and put your feet on the ground. It's it's called grounding, and it's basically it 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 equalizes that electric charge. So you go from too positively charged to back to equal. So that that helps that inflammation go down. And that's one of the best things, you know, that's actually one of the, my biggest topics that I talked about last year where I got most of my growth on social media was was actual grounding. And it's one of the best things that you can actually do for your body. And it's free. And there's multiple ways to ground. You can do it for free outside in your yard. You can get what I like to do, which is like a grounding mat. That way you can sleep on it in your body. And basically a grounding mat connects you to the earth while you're in bed. It basically goes through the, not the electricity, but the ground of your house or whatever. And that gives you the biggest bang for your buck, in my opinion. One of the best things that you can do for inflammation in the body. So I love grounding. You know, it's one of the best things that you can do. And it doesn't cost anything. Anybody can do it. It doesn't matter where you're at at income level, how much money you've got to spend. Everybody can ground. I recommend everybody do it every single day, 30 minutes minimum, more, you know, possible. You know, if you can get a grounding mat or a grounding product, you know, even better. But everybody should be grounding to kind of mitigate some of these, uh, you know, some of these issues that we're having today with inflammation and things like that in our bodies. I got a quick question for you. So for, for, for people out there that have never done grounding or, or anything like that, what are the benefits that you would like, what would you notice in your day-to-day life if you did grounding and like, how long would it take to notice that? Is it something I could do just like once and I would feel different or like, what, what would I notice differently if I was doing grounding? That may be one of my most asked questions is, is, is that, is that right there? That's a phenomenal, phenomenal question. And as far as grounding, everybody's a little different because everybody's body has, you know, different, you know, levels of inflammation. We have different levels of everything. So everybody's a little different, but if you look scientifically at it and you, and you look at it, you know, from a scientific perspective and you look at it from, you know, real world evidence, you know, what people are, you know, doing in real life, typically, most people within a couple of days will notice a difference. But the thing about grounding is, yes, you can go outside and put your feet on the ground right now and you will notice a difference instantly on how you feel. But the long-term effects and the really the anti-inflammatory um, effects that you're going to get from grounding typically does require a little bit longer for you to be a little more consistent. So, you know, a couple of days, you know, in a row, you know, is going to be something like that. And, 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 and to answer your question, what are some benefits? You're going to notice less inflammation in your body, you know, depending on what kind of, you know, issues you have, you know, where your inflammation is, you're going to notice less inflammation. You're going to notice um, less pain. You're going to, you know, there's a, there's about 20 peer-reviewed scientific papers and articles on the benefits of grounding. You know, it does everything from lowering blood pressure to helping, you know, um, anxiety and depression and helping with your gut health and to helping, you know, mobility and there's so many different things, you know, actual clinical peer review, you know, evidence on this stuff. And there's just everybody's different, but most people typically feel better really quickly and they notice a mental um, clarity kind of thing. It's kind of like this fog gets lifted off of your eyes if you do it regular enough because that that brain inflammation is kind of kind of goes down a little bit. So everybody, you know, that's the thing that I hear from most of my clients is typically they kind of have that brain fog aha moment kind of thing is what I would say. Wow. That's, that's exciting that you can have that many benefits just from something as simple as like putting your feet on the ground. And now people like us, I mean, we live in an apartment complex that's surrounded by concrete. You know, there's a couple patches of grass though, within that parking lot. Is that sufficient or do you kind of need to like 
get out into the woods or go to the beach or something that's a little bit more expansive for this to have the effects. So the cool thing is, is you don't have to, you know, those couple little patches um, that you can get your feet on, those are phenomenal. That's really all it takes. If you can put your feet on that for whatever time you can do, you'll see benefits from it. That's perfectly fine. Um, and, and one does not have to necessarily get out in nature. Now, I do recommend the more you can get out in nature, the better. But you don't have to do that to, you know, get the the, the actual all the benefits of actual grounding. Um, you know, one thing that, you know, if you do, that's, that's another question I get a lot is, you know, I live in a high rise, you know, apartment, you know, I, I live in town, I live in a concrete jungle, you know, help, what can I do? Well, here's the thing with any modern house, modern apartment building, modern uh, building that's been built, you know, since the 1970s has to by law and by, you know, city code and state code and all of that has to be grounded to the earth. So they typically, you know, through a grounding rod. So what they do is if your building is, you know, under code, like hopefully it is, like it should be. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, you know, that it is, you know, if, you're, if your building is under, you know, the right code and is grounded properly, you can get what we call a grounding mat. And a grounding mat is basically where you plug into the ground, you know, there, in your outlet here in America, there's the two, you know, flat plugs and the one in the middle there and the bottom, that's your ground. And basically you can get a grounding mat and you, what you will do is you will plug a wire, you know, specifically for that hole into that place. And what that does is at that point, as, as when you connect to that, you are connected to the earth now through your wires of your house. And it worked scientifically the exact same way, even though you're not directly standing on the earth. You know, if you've got one of those mats and you're plugged into the earth the way electricity works, or you're still getting the same benefits as if your feet were on the, you know, the earth. So that's the cool thing about it. So that's what I would recommend for people that are in a concrete jungle or, you know, kind of in your in your shoes there is, you know, if you can't get out in nature, you know, every day, get you a grounding mat and sleep on it every night. That way you get the same benefits, but you're not actually having to spend, you know, hours outside. So that's what I would suggest for in that, that particular situation. Oh, that's great. That's great yep. news. Cause that's something I've noticed just since moving to the city, it's, it's a little bit harder to get out, you know, or you have to drive a little bit further to get out into nature. And, yep. um, so that's, that's great to know that there's options for, for people in that situation. Yep. So. There are, there are options for people, for people like, like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Yeah. So one of the other things, um, I'm curious of your opinion on, um, you know, we kind of talked about gut health and eliminating certain things from the diet, but what about fasting entirely whether it's short-term long-term like what are your views on fasting as a topic you either you must have searched my social media and found my most popular topics or you or you and i are like really close on the same mind here i'm not really sure what it is maybe both but um that's one of my other big topics you know is fasting and with fasting here's the thing with fasting there is a lot of nuance and there's a lot of context with fasting. Used to back in the day, um, you know, 30 to 100 years ago, if somebody, you know, got sick and they wanted to heal themselves holistically, they could typically, you know, do water fasting or dry fasting or some sort of fasting. And typically they could either reduce, you know, the illness at least until manageable, you know, conditions or even completely heal it just through fasting. Fasting's been used for, yeah, for like thousands of years, you know, even since like biblical times and before, you know, for, you know, you know, healings. So with that being said, nowadays, the toxicity load is a little different than it was 30 years ago, 50 years ago, and 100 years ago. So the problem with 
fasting is, is people think that you can just go start fasting and start healing everything. And you can. And you, or yeah, I don't want to say necessarily everybody can heal, but you can improve your condition enough to where you feel better. Right. And just, just by fasting. So with that being said, though, our toxic load is a little different than it was 100 years ago. We've got, you know, I can't remember what the statistic is, how many thousands of toxins coursing through our body, you know, just in one day than we did, you know, from a year, you know, from one whole year, a hundred years ago or whatever. So it's, 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 it's massive. Like it's, it's unreal. And here's the thing with fasting. Fasting is so powerful. It is so good. It does so many good things for the body. And again, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. In fact, it'll save you on your grocery bill the more you actually fast. So, you know, that's, it's a great thing. So, um, but you got to be careful with fasting. Here's the thing with fasting. I recommend everybody start with intermittent fasting, which means that you typically are going to intermittently fast for either 12 to 20 hours, you know, with no food, just water or coffee or whatever it is, no calories, basically from 12 to 20 hours. And then you can go longer if you want to, you know, at that point or whatever. But I recommend if you're going to do fasting and I recommend that everybody do, should do that because it does increase longevity and there's so many good benefits i love fasting it's amazing what fasting will do but nowadays you do have to be a little bit more careful because when you fast your body breaks down toxins and it does release more toxins back into the body so you do got to be a little bit more careful now but i do think it's something that everybody should be doing at least once or twice a week you know especially intermittent fasting you know every couple of days you know skip a meal you know don't eat breakfast you know just go straight to lunch you know just drink water through lunch and you'll you'll get cognitive benefits your body will reduce, you know, the cancer rates. Um, your body will regenerate cells. Your body will actually produce, you know, human growth hormone, you know, especially for guys in the gym, you know, that want to get bigger, you know, actually skipping a couple meals will actually make you bigger than, you know, um, eating, you know, that breakfast or whatever. So there's wow. so many benefits. Is there, um, is there, you mentioned like the toxins, that's something new to me. I did not know that. So when you're fasting, your body is, is it like almost processing the, the toxins that are in there? Cause it's not having to process other things that you're putting in your body. That exactly. So okay. with, I know we're strained all the time. I could go on and on about this <laughs> stuff, but basically in a nutshell, you got 150 trillion cells and your body is very smart. So what it does is, is when your body takes in a toxin from wherever, doesn't matter. Sometimes when it gets overloaded, it, it, it's got to get it out of the bloodstream. And what it does is it puts it in, you've got cells, a cell, and that cell has a cell wall around it. And in that cell wall, you can store things and you can store toxins. And that's where the body will put things temporarily until it can deal with it. But the problem is, is we're this onslaught that never ends nowadays and we're steadily being hit by these toxins. So it goes into these cells and it remains in the cells and the, these cells are just unhealthy, you know, because they've got toxins around the outside, you know, in the cell wall. So what happens is, is when you fast, what happens is, is your body then goes into what we call autophagy. And autophagy just means that it's kind of like if you can think of the Pac-Man little guy that, you know, runs around that, you know, eats all the little things. That's kind of what autophagy is. You've got these cells, these macrophages of your immune system that goes around eating all the, the bad, you know, 
cells that are not healthy and that are dying and that have a lot, a lot of toxins. Well, what happens is, is when it eats that cell, it kind of busts open and these toxins are kind of released back into the, you know, into the bloodstream or back out into the body or whatever. So if you've ever fasted and you've noticed like, man, like they said, fasting makes me feel good. It's supposed to feel good. Like I feel like crap. Like I just, uh, you know, you don't have energy or, you know, you're just kind of brain fog or whatever. Typically what that is, is your body has started into autophagy and you've kind of released some toxins back into the body. So that's why you just got to be just a little bit careful nowadays, just because of the, the toxin onslaught that we have. So, you know, if you, if you go to fasting and you start feeling really bad, that's typically a good sign. That means you're kind of okay. doing the thing that you, you set out to do. So it's a good sign if you can get through that, you know, that portion of it. That's oh. good to know. Cause I, yep. I have actually experienced that where it's like, I'll, I'll start off feeling really good. And then, you know, later on, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And that's because you that's know, the, those little heavy brain fog kind of just lethargic. So, but now, now I know why that happens. So yep. now you, you just know just if you can make it through that time, you'll, you'll it, eventually you'll start feeling better. If you can just make it through and that's the hard part. Yeah. So is there anything like during that time where you know you're just that you can do to help get through that is it just like drinking more water or just kind of toughen it out yeah no that's a that's a that's a great question there's and, and it's both of what you just said you do it is just one of those things you're just going to have to tough it out it is going to be one of those things that is going to be there and it's kind of like the the muscle memory is like practicing the more you do it the less it gets so that you know if you can practice it you know a couple times a week w within a month you'll be head and shoulders above where you started. So, and, and but a, a good way to help with that is if you're in the process of it, um, you know, in your fasting, just drink as much water as you can, but make sure that, you know, your water is a good quality water, not tap water. Try to stay away, you know, from that stuff. That stuff is a whole nother, you know, topic, but, you know, um, drink a good quality, good filtered water. And that helps flush those toxins out through the liver and the kidneys and all that good stuff. So yeah, just, just drink a lot of water. Josh, we have got some incredible information. Um, uh, you keep it up, man. You're going to be moving on from Step Into Success podcast, and we're going to be seeing you on 60 Minutes or Good Morning America or something like that, obviously. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So, hey, we want to um, we want to wrap up. But, you know, I actually do have just one last question. Um, you can answer it, you know, quickly. If you had to just give our audience two to three things in a nutshell that they could do right now to instantly start improving their health. What would those two to three, four things be? I would say very well, kind of what we had talked about here. Um, a couple of things. First thing that I would suggest doing is not necessarily putting in a whole lot of supplements and eating a whole lot of, you know, necessarily, um, healthy organic foods. Take things out of your diet that may be contributing to inflammation. Start with that, you know, wheat, dairy, you know, uh, a whole bunch of, uh, of unorganic meat, stuff like that. Just take some stuff out, processed food. That, that, that's the biggest, that's, that's number one, you know, take things out. Um, right. You don't have to add a whole lot of things back in, you know, it doesn't really cost anything to kind of, you know, take some stuff off. Um, the second thing that I would suggest do is, Learn how to mitigate stress. Stress is actually 
um, one of the biggest issues that I see with my clients. Now, everybody's stressed and nobody knows how to deal with it because we have come from a world where we don't know. Learn how to mitigate stress. It'll literally, it'll change your life, whether it be meditation, getting out of nature, whatever it is that you do, just learn how to mitigate stress. And the third thing that I would probably say would be is, I would say, get back in nature. Get back in nature, which encompasses a lot of things like putting your feet on the ground, getting actual real sun on your skin. Not a lot. You know, we're not talking about getting burnt, you know, and skin damage and stuff like that. But get some real sun on your skin. Get it back in your eyes, on your face, on your skin to produce the hormones that you need. Put your feet on the ground. But just basically kind of think about our ancestors and kind of get back to nature. Those would be the three things that I think anybody could do kind of starting today that really doesn't cost very much, if anything at all, and that everybody almost has access to for the most part. Pretty simple. Josh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Okay. So um, you guys can find me on um, TikTok. You can find me on Instagram. And I'm actually on YouTube. My presence on YouTube is not that much. I mean, it's actually something that I'm working on right now to grow my YouTube presence. Um, but you guys can go at this point. Um, you can just go type in my name on. Um, that would be the easiest thing instead of typing in underscores and any of that stuff. Social media is very easy to do now. But just type in Josh Ferris and that's F-A-R-R-I-S. That's Josh Ferris. Um it's actually technically like Josh Ferris underscore coaching, but now with social media, you don't even have to do that. But if you just uh, on Instagram or TikTok, just go type in my name, you'll pull up my account. And that would be the, you know, the the best way to, you know, find my information, find anything that, uh, that I've got out right now. Got it. Well, Josh, we really appreciate being on the show. Uh, got a lot of great information. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, about some of this. Yeah, that's I, I learned like quite a few new things right there. So hopefully uh, the audience did too. And we just want to thank you again. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I appreciate y'all.